the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. You're listening to 989 The Answer. You can take us with us with you wherever you go. iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. We have our own app, the Answer app. Uh, I think I'm coming up on three years uh, in this role. Uh, I uh, I came here after talking sports for years and years and years and years. Uh, which uh, increasingly lost its relevance to me, given everything that we're facing in our culture, maybe because my kids were getting older growing up and they seemed more more exposed to the evil out there in our culture. I also got much more serious uh, about living my faith, about being authentic in my faith uh, after a job change in uh, 2019. And I view what I do here as uh, a ministry, as uh, the serving where God has called me to be. Uh, And that is why uh, it appears I might not be uh, on uh, this show for a while, starting in the next, I don't know, week, 10 days, maybe longer. Uh, Because, not because I'm being fired or let go, but because uh, I've decided to do something that I also feel uh, compelled to do, um, to serve uh, hopefully, if uh, it's uh, if it's God's plan for me, uh, as a member of my local school board. Now, I'm not going to tell you what district, uh, because that's not why I'm announcing it. I don't want to use this platform to in any way, shape, or form uh, put Salem in any kind of jeopardy or anything like that. Uh, and I think that's why it's uh, going to be necessary for me not to be on the air, so that there's no um, implication uh, or no disadvantaging of other people who I might be running against uh, for this spot on my local school board. Uh, why am I doing it? Uh, I'm doing it because I feel that I'm prepared to do it, not because I want to do it. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want to do it. Uh, I'd much rather have the time to myself. I'm a really busy guy. I've got at least three jobs uh, to provide for my family. And this one will, uh, not having this one, will uh, will be uh, a hardship that, it's okay, we've had them before, God will, will fill in the cracks, I'm absolutely confident of that. But this show, as it sort of gained a, a North Star, was about letting you know you're not wrong to oppose the deterioration of our culture, which is most often demonstrated in uh, radical leftism and Marxism creeping into our schools. I'm looking at a story here, and I've talked about this story uh, earlier on in the show. Uh, A federal court uh, decidedly woke judge, Algernon Marbley, he's sided with the rioters and the George Floyd stuff. This guy's a total activist. He pays no attention to the rule of law. He's an epic disaster in his role. Uh, He basically 
obliterated the free speech rights of, of students in the Olentangy School District because the, the district, the district has a policy against discriminatory harassment and bullying based on race, national origin, sex, disability, religion, or ancestry. And they also prohibit students from using their phones to engage in harassment and from, and this is the big one, intentionally misgendering transgender students. It is impossible to misgender a transgender student. A transgender student is either a boy pretending to be a girl or a girl pretending to be a boy. What is labeled as misgendering is actually correctly gendering them. They are a boy. So if you refer to them as he, him, you either abide their delusion if they are actually a girl, or you do them the compassionate, though hard to accept, favor of refusing to abide their delusion. I remember (laughs) when the Olentangy district was a lot like the district where I reside now. I grew up in a small town in Western Ohio. I loved growing up in that town. We had one school and we had seven churches. Now we didn't sing religious songs at our school concerts and things like that, but there was a decidedly favorable view of faith and its place in that particular community's culture. That is common to the community where I now reside. And in the community where I now reside, we have a lot of new housing under construction because Central Ohio is growing, it's bursting at the seams, it's growing on the east side, it's starting to grow on the west side. We got a lot of new people coming into the district where I live. My kids don't go to the school in my district. Which some people would say, well, uh, why would you want to serve on a board where you don't have students going to the school? Because I care about the community. Because I care about what becomes of other people's kids' educational experience. And so I'm going to, if uh, my petition to run is approved, I'm going to uh, be on the ballot in the fall. And I don't want my district to become what Olentangy's become. That's why I'm running. Because I see the danger that it could be. Uh, let me say this about the Olentangy district. I know a lot of wonderful parents there. I know a lot of wonderful coaches there. I know a lot of um, students who I've interacted with in another job that I have who are amazing young people. And... That always invigorates me. That always uh, excites me. But to see uh, what is being brought to bear on them and how their free speech rights are being um, rescinded, how they're being threatened, uh, I will do everything I can do to fight that in every school district in the state of Ohio, and particularly uh, in the one in which I reside, if that is the uh, will of the voters in November. So that's why I'm running, and it may take me off this air for a couple of months. Uh, I don't know if I'll – I I will still be doing uh, commentary uh, on uh, my social media channels and uh, don't know if you'll be able to find it here on the station's channels or not, but 
that is my plan. And uh, that's my rationale for doing it because I just look anywhere in public education and see an epic fail. Uh, I don't know of systemic uh, or, or major issues, I will say, in the district where I reside. I think our district is pretty solid. Uh, I want to keep it that way. I want to keep it that way. Now, as for a district that is not solid, Columbus City Schools Board of Education last night voted unanimously to put an operating levy on the ballot in the fall that would raise nearly... $100 million in annual property tax revenue. Hello. If you own a home in the city of Columbus and you pay taxes in the district for every $100,000 of appraised value of your property, the new 7.7 mil levy will cost Two hundred and seven cost you two hundred and seventy dollars a year. Is this going for new buildings? No. Thirty eight and a half million for operating expenses, and sixty and a half million for maintenance on the school's one hundred school buildings. The board approved it seven to nothing. How's Columbus City Schools doing? Right now, with the financial contributions that it receives from you, the public, are you getting results for your money? Well, 75% of the district's students graduate. Three out of four. Not very good. The math comprehension rate, or the math, uh, what do they call it? proficiency rate, in the Columbus City Schools, how many? What percentage of students are proficient at math? Fifteen percent. What percentage of the students are proficient at reading? Which again, we're not talking about you know being the best reader. We're talking about being proficient. Twenty-six percent. What does the Columbus City Schools spend per student? Given the funding they receive, they spend. per student, which is nearly twice the median amount in the state of $14,800. So half the state schools spend more than $14,800. Half the schools in the state spend less than $14,800. That's what median means. Columbus City Schools spends nearly twice that on their students. Yet only three out of four graduate. 74% are not proficient in math. 85% are not proficient in reading, and the school overall ranks 747th out of 900 in Ohio. And they need more money, because of course they do. More money will make them better. Do you believe that? Uh, I don't. So the Columbus City Schools uh, had a levy on the ballot and then rescinded it last year because the time was not right they said with inflation and everything else i mean didn't they they don't don't they listen to Corinne Jean-Pierre's daily updates from the white house press room real wages are up seems like last year would have been a perfect time 
But now they have deemed it to be the perfect time because, of course, Bidenomics is kicking in. Uh, Bidenomics is, uh, well, it's kicking something. Uh, Most of us uh, feel the kick from Bidenomics, not in a pleasant place on our posterior. But the Columbus City Schools can no longer put off uh, their desire to get even more money from you, the district taxpayers, because uh, according to board member Carol Beckerley, one of the seven who voted unanimously to put this $100 million annual levy on the ballot, this is very necessary, very important. We need to make sure our community understands exactly how important this is. And I'm looking forward, she says, to expending all of my energy over the next month to support this. Well, Carol, I'm looking forward to expending all of my energy to get out there among your voters the track record of Columbus City Schools, which is not good. You rank 747th out of 897 school districts in the state of Ohio, which is in the bottom 50%. My guess is it's in the bottom 10%. Your uh, math proficiency scores are 15%. Your reading and language art proficiency scores are 26%. And you spend what seems to me to be uh, an astronomical $23,000 per pupil, which is almost twice the median amount spent on students by districts around the state, uh, the list of which you trail uh, and are bringing up the rear as uh, demonstrated by the previous statistics that I gave. But here's Jennifer Adair. She's the head of the Columbus Board of Education, she says it's not fair for our kids not to have what our fellow colleagues in the suburbs are giving to their children. Okay, I'll I'll listen to that. Public education, she says, is under attack. You bet it is. I'm leading the charge. No one is coming to rescue us from the state. Nobody is going to be giving us a huge check. That's just not how life is today. Well, let's examine that. Is that true? Are they doing less with less? They're doing less. We can certainly agree to that. Uh, But they are spending $23,000 per pupil on average. How did I get that number? Well, I went to a website and I said, amount spent per student Columbus City Schools. And up it popped. And you know what else? (laughs) As luck would have it, you can do that for every school district in the state of Ohio. So since Jennifer Adair is saying that it's not fair for our kids not to have what our fellow colleagues in the suburbs are giving to their children, I thought it might be a good idea to lend credence to Jennifer Adair's contention that Columbus City Schools just don't have enough resources. If only, she's saying... They had more financial resources, then they wouldn't be lagging a lap or two behind suburban school districts like, let's just pick three out of a hat, uh, Olentangy, Dublin, and Hilliard. How much are they spending in the Olentangy school district per student? Remember, the number in Columbus City schools where they just don't have enough to get done what they want to get done is 23000 
$683. What did they spend at Olentangy? Here it is. $11,148 per student. Wow, I'm, I'm going to have to have a conversation with the people that I know from Olentangy. They're really deprived at Olentangy. If Adair's position is accurate, which well, maybe it isn't, that the schools in Columbus just don't have enough money to do the job. Because Olentangy is spending, by my math, less than half as much per student as Columbus City Schools. What's the story in Dublin? Let's get to the bottom of this. Uh, Dublin City Schools spend $12,846 per student. Okay, that's closer to $23,000. Was it $600? Yeah, $23,683. Closer, still not very close though. Not very close. Uh, let's check on uh, this. Uh, just about what? Upper Arlington? You got to figure Upper Arlington. They win all the state championships. They get the best facilities. They just built a brand spanking new high school. How much do they spend at Upper Arlington per student? There it is $16,155, uh, which is by my calculation still $7,500. Less per pupil than they're spending in Columbus City Schools. And yet, uh, Michael Cole, who's also on the board, voted for this. He says that the levy is, quote, an investment in the labor and also the outcomes of our children. So he's making the case that if you give them $100 million more per year, then the test scores, the proficiency rates are going to dramatically improve. I believe that is the position that he is taking. The question is, will voters buy this? I don't know if they will. I cannot at this point in time, until it is proven to me that this is more than just a wish list item, I cannot in good conscience say that you should vote for this levy because it seems to me like maybe Columbus City Schools ought to do what they have to do in business, which is a little thing called proof of concept. You know, you've seen Shark Tank. I learned a lot from Shark Tank. People go on Shark Tank and they always ask them, how much have you had in sales over the last year? And they give the number and they go, how much have you had in sales over the last three months? And if the sales over the last year are pretty good and the sales over the last three months, if projected over an entire year, would be in excess of what they've sold over the past year, then the sharks relax a little because the person asking for their money has shown proof of concept. If Columbus City Schools were to go before you, Shark Tank taxpayer, and say, well, our math proficiency is 15%, and our reading proficiency is 26%, and our graduation rate is 75%, and they all rank in the bottom 50% of Ohio schools, and we spend almost twice as much per pupil as the median in the state, well, I think Mr. Wonderful would have some harsh words for Jennifer Adair and the other members of the Columbus Board of Education because there is absolutely no proof of concept in anything they've done. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.